0: Hello everyone. This is a little short 15-minute episode where we hear from women in motorsports about the business and about being a woman in the business. It's part of a larger blog post that you can find on the website www.forevermotoring.com. So this is one of these conversations with Yulina, who is an interesting person. She actually started out as a promotion girl in the sports, maybe you know, like grid girls, actually, these are just beautiful women. She was scouted because she's so pretty to come, hang out at the track, hold umbrellas, and do things for the guys. But um, when she was doing this, she decided that she wanted to be on the bike, so instead of holding the umbrellas for the guys on the bike, she decided to be on the bike herself, and it's been quite a hard journey. If you have a look at her Instagram, you'll see she's had some hard times um she's been hurt, she's had some bad accidents. She's constantly trying to figure out how much should she promote herself. How much should she show her body? How much should she not? She talks about this on her Instagram. I find that refreshing. I'm going to link to some of those posts so you can just look for yourself. Because I don't have the answers to any of this, but it's something interesting to think about and something we should think about. And it's definitely something that's changing now. And the woman she talks about here is Megan Fox from the Transformer films. Here's a clip with you, Lena. Hey, Lena! So great to meet you. Thanks for being on Forever Motoring today.
1: Yeah, I mean, thank you, Andrea. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really happy to be here. I'm humbled and I'm honored. Thank you so much.
0: Well, it's it's an honor for us too. You have quite an inspiring uh, story on in Instagram. How do we first uh, introduce? you some people already know you but for those who don't
1: i am an amateur motorcycle racer i race in the amateur superbike championship in malaysia i guess you could say malaysia is home it's where i was born raised everything so yeah um culturally i am i guess you could say malaysian um i'm actually japanese but i also
0: speak spanish you seem to be a sort of global citizen even your instagram (laughs) there's so many languages did that start early for you when you were a kid were you moving a lot or were you mostly in Malaysia?
1: I was mostly in Malaysia. What I would say is I, I didn't have access to a lot of things. Um, when I was young, I think it, growing up in, in an Asian, particularly Southeast Asian and that region, we were always brought up with the idea that that education is important, that you should study first and everything else comes secondary. And I had no access to motorsport. I, I didn't have any family or any history with motorsports. It, it was only like in the recent years, what I could tell you is that I personally grew into me a lot more to form and build the the character and personality that I have now.
0: When was the first time you thought about motoring, motorsports, motorcycles?
1: I actually started joining racing schools. So there was a lot of unofficial, and there's still a few um, unofficial racing schools in Malaysia. But I started joining a racing school and then I didn't like it. And then I moved on to another one, which was from the U.S. Actually, or they are from the U.S., Yamaha Channel riding school uh so they're pretty good they're one school that teaches you the importance of breaking because i know a lot of schools normally teach you how to be fast or commonly they'll or typically they'll teach you how to go faster how to just get on the gas all the time but <laughs> this is a really good school that teaches you the importance of breaking too and then yeah when i was ready i started my racing career in 2018 raced a few times fell down a few times too I broke a few bones um yeah i'm still here it, it, it's tough and it's difficult but yeah I would like to think that it's one sport that makes me really happy I always think about why I started in the first place
0: and why did you start in the first place
1: I was a good girl actually and mm-hmm. uh, I was an a girl a girl a promo girl or whatever you like to call because I know there's a lot of terms to describe them I was scouted to be a promo girl first so those girls in really sexy outfits and stuff I was one of them And I was the girl also, you know, holding um, the umbrella for the racing guy on the circuit and stuff. I was always close to the the action. In fact, Mm -hmm. I never thought about it so intensively or so deeply. But like at one point of time, I thought, hey, you know, wouldn't it be kind of interesting if I was sitting in the place of the guy who's sitting on the bike? Yeah, you know, like fast forward a few years later, I have in fact switched places with them and I have my own umbrella boys now you know so yeah really um, you have no,
0: boys I... doing what you were doing yeah, for the yes. guys <laughs>
1: correct correct and and they have to be in suits as well so um but yeah I I did think about it once you know like but like I left it way in the back of my head and then I started riding on the street you know and I think there's a lot more females riding on the street now um but I I started at a time when uh, big bikes or super bikes, as, as as more people call them, sport bikes weren't so popular. Or riding big bikes weren't that popular. So, uh, and at that time, I, I thought that I was good. <laughs> I thought that I was good because I was a female and I could handle and manage a big motorcycle. You know, I thought I was good. But yeah, I I think I, I was proven immediately wrong <laughs> when my dude friends brought me to the circuit for the first time. I didn't know what to expect, obviously, because I've never I had never been to the circuit. You know, before yeah. that, like so I was, thinking yeah, thinking I was I was. Um, I was so good. And then, yeah, when I went to the circuit for the first time, I, I didn't know anything. Um, and uh, I just wanted to go and experience what it would be like being on the circuit with all these guys. And they were all passing me, of course, because I didn't know anything. But I saw what they were doing in front of me. They were taking corners. They were leaning and stuff. And they were just passing me really quickly. And I would have to say that I was really inspired by the way that they moved, I I thought that it was the most graceful thing that I had ever seen in my life. It was like watching a ballet performance, and I told myself and I swore to myself that I would ride just like that. Um, actually, I wanted to. I had first wanted to ride a because I thought you know, um, the, the image of of um, <laughs> she's she, she's a good example to use because she was always the kind of um, I guess you could say film character that um. Uh, that helped the male gaze. You know, Um, I don't know if you've heard.
0: That's a good way to say it. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: she always helped the male gaze. So, so I wanted to write first because you know the whole like you know, um, she's on a sports bike. You know, in her Zara leather jacket, a film Zara leather jacket, and in you know in knee high boots with jeans and everything. She dismounts the motorcycle. She takes off her helmet, and then you know like um. And her hair just flies in the air and stuff. Mm. It's just filming. And obviously they would normally have a stunt double for her. You know, mm-hmm. of course I, I had unrealized all of these things just, just much later, but, but, you know, I, I had wanted to write because of that. And then I had wanted to be that, you know, but funnily enough, when, when I realized that it takes so much more skill and time and effort and um a, a, abilities, you have to demonstrate a kind of ability to earn that respect from men, you know, uh, on the circuit and stuff. Uh So, yeah i i knew having um that background you know of of being a promo girl and stuff i knew that i would that would always be attached to me of course you know because people would uh, know me as that first you know uh, before ever actually knowing that oh okay so this girl's actually interested in racing and this is what she wants to do with her life now you know yeah a uh, i think i likely have have um a, a small subset of followers who still you know, um, connect me to my good girl days and that's okay. You know, that's okay. Yeah. You know, that's something I can't remove, you know, no, no. Um,
0: it's not, it's not necessarily yeah. a bad thing either. I guess that's what I'm trying to figure out too is yeah. I think it can be tricky, right? To, yes, to talk it about it. it's not, it's not that it's a no. bad thing. It's how you feel about it.
1: Yes, Yes. definitely. And, um, I mean, uh, you pointed out and highlighted something really interesting, uh, just, just, um, a few moments ago. And, when I was starting out, you know, and, and when I just started going to the circuit and all that, and at the time I was, I started to take the circuit thing really seriously. um. So I needed the the time on the circuit and stuff so that I could improve my timing and so that I could be a better racer and all that. This was all on the way, you know, to, to becoming uh, a better uh, circuit rider, and also becoming a better racer. Eventually, you know, um, there were a few guys that that commented, and and they were super honest about it, you know. These these were the ones that that did come up to me and approach me and talk to me about it. You know, mm-hmm. obviously there were more that did, you know, but these guys did come up to me and say, you know, we thought, you know, we we thought that you were just a pretty face, and we thought that you, you know, we thought you were fake, you know. We thought that you were just doing this, you know, because. Yeah of the attention and, and because you know you would likely be the only girl at that time at the time there's there's more girls now you know I'm happy to see that but yeah we thought that you thought you'd be the only girl doing this you know so you would enjoy the attention and stuff like that but when we see that you're really doing this and, and you're actually really passionate about this and plus you also take this really seriously. You've broken you know, you've broken your collarbone. We see all of this we see all this and when we saw how serious you were we obviously changed our minds and we transitioned from that perspective of you just being a grid girl and doing this for fun or for for crap and giggles somebody who really wants to do this and that took time of course because obviously um the image that we portrayed to most people eh, even as women you know and especially f- em, on my end starting out from that you know from from being a grid girl it eh, was very difficult you know eh, it's, it's difficult to change people's perceptions of you and you can't control what they think of you mm-hmm. but eh, eventually the time people will start to realize okay she's really doing this and she's not playing anymore i always just tell myself as well that i'm learning because i think one good thing about racing is that it really humbled me it really mm. really humbled me a lot and it made me realize oh my god you know i have so much more to learn more to do and there's a lot more that i can do to improve to get faster and, and things like that um, it, it was definitely a very challenging process and journey for me. Uh, sometimes it still is, but, but now the challenge comes in a, in a different form, more so financially, because I'm sure you know as well, Andrea, that uh, racing is very expensive. You're spending money most weekends, and the returns are mostly it, at my level, anyways, you know, a plastic trophy and then bragging rights. Our national championship it does uh, reward um, its podium winners uh, with some money, but the money doesn't actually cover. Everything that you've spent for the year on tires, on training, on paying for the bike, everything, the bike maintenance, it, it doesn't actually cover anything at all. It doesn't even cover half of it. So yeah, it, it, it's been very challenging for me. But uh, a few things. I've always told myself, you know, and like you say, how do I persist? You know, I, I would tell myself that this, me doing this is, is for everyone that's ever been told that they can't. And uh, two, you know, I always also tell myself that if I'm going to be just as good as the fast guys and I expect to fall just as hard as them. So <laughs> apart from from the financial, I guess, burdens or financial challenges that that I've undergone, um, the physical is is one of them as well. Uh, taking it seriously means understanding that you'll go a lot faster. There will also be higher risk. You know, you'll fall. Mm-hmm. The faster you become, you know, you'll hurt yourself. And then when you hurt yourself, you have downtime because you need to recover. You can't get on the bike for a while. And you'll be replaced by someone else, whatever. And then, so you go down and then after that you know it takes time building yourself back up again physically everything fitness wise and then you have to probably find that money again and to continue the season you know so then yeah you start winning again you know go all the way up and then yeah like i said only to i don't know break your hand or break your leg or something happens something will happen you know so yeah it's um it's it's tough and i think for us it's a little bit harder because um. We're ex. The only thing that's separating us uh, or segregating us in um, the air is a racing suit, you know, a uh, leather racing suit. But you still break a bone if if you fall really, really hard. I think the the minus point uh, has to be, like I said, the downtime that you get after injuring yourself. So, and sometimes it may not even be your fault. You know, someone might have I don't know someone's engine might have blown or someone's brakes might not have been working. They hit you from behind. Stuff like this happens. In, mm-hmm. in bike racing
0: do you feel like showing others that you can handle these things and keep going you're also giving people kind of inspiration in everyday life too well honestly all I had
1: wanted to do was just share my story I kind of didn't really think so hard like oh you know I want people to listen to this or I want more people to follow me I never really thought about that but um what I would say is um I've wanted people to understand, anyone who's watching, even if three people watched it, you know, I just um hope that they've learned by watching or hearing my story that it's possible. You just have to really, really want it. And I really, really wanted it. I worked really hard to be able to pay for my racing um because I'm privately um, funding my own racing. So I think what I'm hoping to to do is just to encourage people to understand that it not just in racing, but even if in other areas like maybe if you have always wanted to be a chef or if you've always wanted to play tennis it's possible you know and it's possible at at any age but you have to really really want to do it and you have to understand and accept the consequences no matter how bad they may be that come with it because for us for example like racing it's not just the glory and the fame there's also like i said the financial struggles the emotional pressure the social pressure the physical injuries these are all things that that come with it and you have to accept everything that comes with it